This is the BCCN3 Talk podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I'm your host, Jason Rowlett. You can find us at bccn3.com, and you can find this podcast on all major platforms of your choosing. Don't forget to give us a like and a review and let us know what you think of the content, and we hope to have you subscribe as well. Today, I've got Zeynep Gelan. She is a journalist. She works with Crypto Slate, and uh, she has been covering a lot in the crypto and blockchain and NFT industry, the whole wide world of Web3 and this new nascent technology that we have. She's written a, a great new article that I want to talk about with her today on the crypto bulls who are uh, still bullish on crypto despite the current so-called crypto winter and the downturn in the crypto market and the NFT market and what this means for bulls in a bear market. And uh, we'll talk about that. So Zeynep, thank you so much for joining us today. It's uh, wonderful to have you. Thank you for having me. It's wonderful to be here. So on your article, you were mentioning the Winklevoss twins, of course, famous for uh, starting Facebook, and they've started now Gemini and um, a host of other ventures, and they're backing several crypto ventures, uh, but they're big names in the, in the crypto industry. Um, and then you also mentioned uh, Mayor Francis Suarez in, uh, in Miami, Miami's mayor, and uh, they are both still bullish on uh, crypto in this bear market, the, the blockchain technology they're seeing the great value that is still there. What, what do you see as, as the, the benefit and, and what they're providing um, as, as far as leading this, this uh, bullish attitude in the bear market? Well, first of all, I think to answer your last question, they're definitely setting good examples because it's really, really easy to turn into a negative sentiment, in my opinion. It's really difficult to convince people that things are good, things are going well, we're going to, you know, increase our prices, we're going to earn a lot of money. It's really difficult to convince people that, but it's really easy to scare everyone off and to have everyone say, it's, it's like, it's, it's failing, let's just, let's just quit. It's, that's why they, I think their sentiment towards the market is really important. And what's most interesting to me is that they are not especially bullish on a bear market because they're doing well. Winklevoss Twins just announced that they're letting 10% of their staff go. So they're actually doing bad. I mean, they are, they are being affected by the market. So as Coinbase, they also, you probably have heard they are, they're like unhiring some people that they hired. And still those people are investing heavily on the technology. And I think that's for the Winklevoss Twins, after I write, wrote the article today about them letting go 10% of their staff, I think the reason why they're so bullish is because they want to buy the dip in right. from 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 the perspective of a giant investor buying the dip would be investing in startups not like buying coins when they fall so i think that's number one reason why they're doing it and secondly it's also it's 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 like it it shows that how much of a long term perspective that they have because Everybody agrees on the fact that around 95% of all projects are going to fail, especially after the Luna crash. I mean, the market will shake off the projects and the coins and blockchains that don't really add value. But Winkle wants to still take 
the risk. I mean, not everything that they invest in is going to survive, but they're still investing in it. And that's because if one of them do survive, it's just going to grow immensely. And that just shows us that this winter is not going to break crypto. It, it didn't break crypto. Winters didn't break crypto before. This will not, and the next winter will not. It's just something that we have to accept. It's just something that we have to let people be scared of if they want to. That's their choice. But for the people who are in it, not for the gains, but for more, it's not scary. Absolutely. I, I totally agree. It's uh, really a, a focus has been uh, reset, shall we say, back onto the blockchain technology, the underlying technology uh, that, that powers crypto and NFTs and all of the other Web3 uh, assets, digital assets and so forth. Um, yeah, it really goes back to the blockchain technology. And that's what, like you said, the Winklevoss twins are investing in those startups. They're trying to get out ahead of um, IPOs and, and support these new things that can bring such great value uh, given the decentralization. What is, uh, and, and then of course you mentioned um, Mayor Suarez, uh, Francis Suarez in, in Miami. He has been so good at, uh, he, he's one of the most optimistic people I've seen in, in, in crypto and a wonderfully welcoming and, and open arms to uh, crypto ventures. And he's wanting to get regulations so that people have a guidebook to how they can operate. And um, he's, he's backing ventures or he's, he's encouraging the backing of ventures and uh, really setting up the city for economic success. Absolutely. I mean, he has been one of my favorite people in this space to follow. He's always so positive. Anytime Bitcoin crashes, Suarez just comes out somewhere and says, we're going to be fine. Come to Miami. We're the, we're the technological hub of the future. And I think he, what he's done is something that if I was a mayor would do to my own city. And I think it should be a blueprint. It will be a blueprint when blockchain and crypto will be, becomes inevitable. You know what I mean? Like every city, every country, every government will have to go there. We all, we already, in some sense that we all governments feel like they should regulate it, but they are just looking to stop the harm that it could cause. They're not especially looking to integrate it. But Suarez is already there. Suarez is like living a thousand years in the future. He got the blockchain, he got the crypto, and he integrated into Miami. And in one of the articles I wrote for uh, another article I wrote, he, I, I took a quote for him that I really loved. He said that he is going to change Miami from somewhere you would go for a vacation or when you retire to somewhere the young would move in because of the technology, because the city becomes a new technological hub. And that's, I think, really important because he does it for the future technology, not the normal technology that we know. So in like 30, 50 years, maybe when everybody is looking for a place where the crypto and blockchain really rooted, they're going to go to Miami. And it's just like that. When you think about that, it just shows you how much of a long-term plan that he has in his head. And it's not because, I mean, that's also... So I'm a political science major, I have to tell you that. And that speaks to me so specifically because he's not after the short-term votes. He's looking to, he's, he gave his heart to Miami and he wants Miami to emerge in the future world. And he's doing whatever it takes to do that. And I think it's very incredible. And he's already getting the returns for his investments. As far as I'm aware, they're like venture capital investments increased 
like 200% in one year. Wow. That's like an amazing number. Even though the market crashed currently, those numbers are still there. So that just shows what he's doing is working. I know they're all talking about Miami becoming Silicon Valley 2.0. Do you see any other cities sort of taking a page out of that around the world? Or it's, it's really not uh, picked up yet. Not Miami really. really is on the front yeah. end of this. Absolutely. Yeah. The, like I said, the other cities, the ones that are so interested in, they want to regulate mining, like, for example, yeah. or exchanges. They want to tax things. But Suarez is just, he's just like beyond all that. He's like, take the whole thing, integrate it into the city and let's see how it goes. Absolutely. I think he is just a, a real breath of fresh air. I think he's just uh, been marvelous with uh, all that he's done. They have had, I know, and, and I wrote an article at BCC in three that uh, where they have had so many people come down from New York specifically uh, to Miami to start these ventures. And a few months ago, um, and I just had another article published uh, yesterday. Uh, New York is now seems to be stifling Bitcoin mining specifically, yeah. it, claiming yeah. an environmental reason for that. And so, but it, but it, it has put a halt to Bitcoin mining for the next two years in New York, and that is a long time to sit out on a new technology. I know. Uh, I agree. Absolutely yeah. agree. So everybody's coming to Miami, the magic city. Maybe crypto will, will afford me a yacht someday. We'll see what happens. But uh, oh, hold on, you will be able to <laughs> just buy the dip. <laughs> buy the dip, exactly, exactly. The good the good news of the crypto winter. Buy the dip, <laughs> exactly. Given all of that, given given this 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 bullish optimism in uh, in the current bear market, uh, Winklevoss twins, Mayor Suarez, these cities, and, and this adoption of technology. Where do you see the, the long term outlook? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's healthy to shake things off once in a while, like we did before the COVID pandemic. We were also in a winter market and everybody was just like holding on. And when it soared, people are going to come in. It's like, it's money. Everybody wants money. So everybody will just jump in. But it's that's the beauty of crypto, actually. It's an open community. Everybody can come in. Everybody can just, you know, dip, dip their toe and test the waters. But if they only come for fast and large gains, they're gonna be so surprised because winters are a thing now, in my opinion, in crypto. I'm not established enough to set uh, periods in crypto space, but I think we're gonna have winters once in two years at least. So that's the thing. That's the thing that we have to think about and we have to arrange our portfolios accordingly. But those people who don't know the past of the crypto who just hear in the news that people buy people are buying yachts or lamborghinis because of bitcoin they're going to come in and they're going to lose a lot of money and they're going to leave and that's good because first of all it will educate people secondly these stories just remain in the crypto space so every newcomer will have to look around and read even though they're looking for the best project to provide the best yield, they're still going to have to do some research. And when they do, to understand what the project is about, you have they have to go back and learn what blockchain is, what Web3 is, what Metaverse is. They have to learn everything. And a certain percent of those people who are looking for gains come in and they learn and they stay for more than gains. So that's how the crypto community is growing. And as, as often as we shake 
the people who are in it just for the money, like who are in it, like they approach it as, as like a gamble, let's say. As fast as they peop those people disappear, the healthier uh, the community will get. The community like you and I are in, we are like, I'm, I mean, of course, everybody would want to make money. I am also very careful with my portfolio, but that's, that's just not it. If you're in it for the technology, if you're in it for the future, crypto can never fail you. I think large totally games are, they're not like a primary promise of the industry, but they're a result of the hype and the quality of the technology, if you know what I mean, if that makes sense to you. Yeah, the one one way that I've really began to look at it is uh, looking at cryptocurrency less as a currency and more as a share of stock in a project. Absolutely. Yeah. The the real value, as we said earlier, is the blockchain technology underlying the the mm -hmm. coin or the token, and uh, that really is is where it's at. And so you are buying into your trading cash for a project um, that goes up in value on the free market. And so, yeah, I totally agree. It's it's. Uh, much like a share of stock. And uh, you, you have to understand the projects, you have to understand the value coming in, you have to understand the technology. Uh, but once you do, you can really glean so much value and, and so much uh, so much profit as well from, from these great things, these services that are being provided. And look, to add more on that, what you said, to understand that this is an investment to an ongoing project, like the whole crypto project. When you come to understand that that kind of divides you from the previous world that you were in and kind of puts you together with the like-minded people like you are you and I and the community that we are forming are is very decentralized but very strong still anyone who's in the crypto crypto space any any event i go i know i will meet people that i will like because this is an understanding and this is like i don't know like an attitude of living let me say it's yes. it's not just about the money. It's not even like the stock market in one sense. It's like it's it's fine if I don't make money as long as this or that happens. For example. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, it is. It's a long term investment. It's not the it's not next week's Lamborghini. It's uh, it's yeah. definitely. Although I wouldn't mind that, but no, I'm Absolutely. kidding. I mean, yeah. <laughs> But these are long-term projects that are going to change how the world operates in many, many different ways. Uh, you're seeing so much of, of the benefits of Bitcoin, how they're helping people. Um, as I've mentioned on another podcast, they're, they're helping these, these people in Ukraine. They can take it and move to another country and restart their lives. And there, there's so much with, when we're not dependent on a, on a government-controlled currency, uh, it, you can retain the control. And... Uh, I, I believe I read, I don't know, 60 or 80 percent of people are, are treating Bitcoin in particular as a as a hedge. Yes, you can use it as a payment, as a form of payment, but um, so many are treating it as a hedge. And all of the projects that have come off of that payment processing and, and all these things have really shown what a the underlying value, I would say, uh, even even more than being a cryptocurrency. Same with the NFT side, um, which I don't know how, how much you follow, but it's there's so much more utility with tokenization than just a JPEG of, of a pixelated Absolutely. cartoon. Yeah. There is just so much more. Yeah. Absolutely. While people are going crazy on apes, I mean, the fact that you can 
legally bind a an ownership right of a building to someone on blockchain that's like what more do you want <laughs> exactly the 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 proof of ownership the historical record the pub, the transparent nature of the di- of the distributed ledger it's anti laundering it's deflationary yeah. it's so much harder to enact corruption at least for now with a cryptocurrency as opposed to the fiat currency it's so funny to me when people they say oh well people are buying you know they're trafficking drugs and they're doing these sales there's weapons sales and they're doing all these things with bitcoin and i'm thinking are we are we talking about bitcoin or are we talking about the us dollar because i'm i'm confused as to <laughs> you as an american can say that i am turkish so i'm not allowed to say it i don't air you won't but say that right. i'll say it i'll yeah. say it I'll, I'll say it out loud yeah, it's just uh, so so much of what is accused of Bitcoin is is done in spades oh. by particularly the U.S. dollar, which I'm not opposed to, but it's just a fact that people use it for criminal enterprises. They use all kinds of currencies for that. So it's just harder with a cryptocurrency to steal and to and to corrupt. At least for now, criminals will always find a way to get in there. But absolutely, um, but so many benefits is my point. So many benefits despite the bad actors. Yeah, but like. Sorry, like I said, it's really difficult to convince people about the good things rather than the bad. So one money laundering story about Bitcoin just erases everything so far. So right, exactly. Difficult we're fighting. Yeah, it's it's got it's building a reputation. There's uh, all kinds of critics out there. Um, so many in, in government now are trying to regulate things, as, mm-hmm. as you talked about earlier, taxes and, and so forth, um, and some of that is good. Some of it may not be so good. It depends. It totally depends. But it's all playing out. It's a very, very new technology, new environment, new industry. From the current space, it's just that a few things stick out to me. First of all, it was the first thing is the Luna crash. I had very little Luna. Thank God. Everybody lost everything. And I had like, I only just got it so it could, it, the logo could show up on my, you know, Binance page. Right. Uh, so what I saw from that was that as soon as it crashed, everybody emerged to say, I told you so. Everybody, all the critics of the Luna algorithm came out and said, I told you so, this was going to happen. You should have read, you should have studied better. And I think that kind of provided a lesson for the community because now people who didn't really read into it will be reading into it the next time when they buy or for the people who did, but didn't understand, but did overlook the fact that they didn't understand and they just bought because everybody did. They're, they just learned a really important lesson. And I think that's going to benefit the whole industry in the long run. I don't think crypto lost credibility just because of the Luna crash. I think well, Luna lost credibility. Absolutely, but not crypto itself. And secondly, not because, not specifically to the, about the bear market, but in general, the projects who go in and who gain a certain number of followers and who establishes certain base still can change because the other day I read Dogecoin's um, 2022 roadmap. Those, yes. they're, they're, like, they're like a meme coin. I mean, they started off as, you know, as a Pictionary coin and they are now playing out to become the next payment coin in in the space and with Elon Musk's 
support, I think they're going to do it. And the transition from a meme coin to a payment coin is huge and they can do it. So that just tells me that just keeping an eye on everything, all projects, no matter how joke-like they sound is important. Also, since the market failed and we expect thousands of coins to perish, I think more and more coins will start to look into ways like Dogecoin to add more value to with using their projects instead of just failing in the new market. I totally agree. I, in fact, I, I wrote an article recently about that, about um, Doge becoming the official currency of the internet. And I talked about that, their roadmap and the CEO of Robinhood is uh, really pushing for this, has really been expand, uh, thinking about and trying to expand that possibility. Elon Musk uh, the same way. Um, I think he would like to make it the, the official cryptocurrency of the official currency of, of Twitter. There was some some talk about that. I don't know where that's going. I know that that owner the uh, the buyout yeah, is kind of in pause mode right now. Not sure where that's at, but uh, there's a little bit of chatter online back a couple of months ago about that. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. That somebody I think commented on Elon asking to add a tip jar to to yes, that was it. That yeah, was he's the like, well, why not? <laughs> he's yeah, already he said, why selling not? Tesla and SpaceX merchandise for Dogecoin, so why not? Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's already selling products using it. And he said things like, well, get rid of the bots on Twitter by just making people pay $3 a month. Yeah. I mean, if, you, if you're going to use it, then pay for the service. You know, it's kind of a... And using Dogecoin to do that. Um Back to Terra real quick. I'd love to have your, your thoughts on this. It, I, I totally agree that it does not bear any consequence for crypto in the broad strokes. But uh, do you think it has a it put a bad light on uh, algorithmic stable coins as far Absolutely. as yeah. that, that mechanism that failed? That's when the investors uh, sold out because they realized it was going to diminish the lending amounts they were going to get every month. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they are in it for a long, long run. I mean, they have to be... If, I, I honestly don't know how you would clear your name right now, like as the Luna situation is still so fresh and people are still sore of the money that right. they lost. Exactly. I can only think of like, they could push heavy on the audits that they hold. Like they could add some sort of structure and maybe they could come together to establish a private enterprise to like maybe monitor what the algorithmic stable coins are going to be evaluated against maybe something like that could just heal the wounds but right now i just sold all my other algorithmic stable coins for example i, I wouldn't yeah. disagree I with like, that i think that that is i'm yeah. not at a financial position to take risks right now <laughs> yeah taking those risks i mean when you've got something between the investor and the asset that is uh, trying to be manipulated for the right reasons, but done so by humans who are trying to, as, as in this case, peg it to the dollar. When that drops and those people take that drop, that margin and, and trade it for profit, you know, it's, it, there's no way to keep up with how the market is going to react. And so you're, you've always got this vulnerable piece between Absolutely. the investor and the asset. And they, and they caught onto it and, and they all backed out. <laughs> yeah, they've got a real mess on their hands. But I think as we said earlier, it is good in the sense that it has revealed yep. what algorithmic stablecoins 
can do can happen with those. And so investors can educate themselves, as we said. And I think it's just maybe it's because I didn't lose any money on Luna, but I think things like this were just going to happen. We're in an emerging technology. We're still the early adopters, even though it had been like almost 10 years, more than 10 years. Things are just just going to happen and we're going to have to lose some money and learn some hard lessons that we can't forget. And that's how the whole industry is just going to get healthier and healthier. Zainab, thank you so much. I've loved being able to speak with you and, and thank you for being on our, our brand new thank podcast. This me. is only our second episode and oh, uh, love having your, your, your early adopter. Uh, you're an early adopter. You're an early adopter. Well, <laughs> if we could tokenize our episodes, maybe we will. Maybe we'll do that <laughs> Hopefully. Someday. You can, you can mint it. You can. <laughs> no, thank you. I, I love having your well-read opinion and, and, uh, and, and your, your insight uh, to the market and to the industry. Um, it's been wonderful here on BCC and 3Talk.